Welcome to the Ritual Cast, an exploration into the weird and wonderful world of witchcraft and spirituality. I'm your host, Sky Riley, and if you're looking for all the answers, you won't find them here. What you will find is an honest take on my witchy journey the good, the bad, and the prepared. 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 Right. We're all prepared this One of week. these days, you're going to hit me with like murderous or i mean i did fertile last week yeah i mean that's so. that's a personal thing i gotta that work was out. a fucking <laughs> hi sky hi ted i know i never introduce you i always introduce myself but we always forget about you that's cool i'm you know i'm just that character in every tv show that nobody can remember in their name <laughs> just the hag handyman yep <laughs> so uh this weekend is ostara We've we've done some celebrating. Done celebrating. We've done a lot of nothing. Yeah, we we did. We did soak up a lot of nothing. But I feel like today was like the opening of the windows. Yeah, for sure. We opened the windows and we went outside and took a long hike and played a little. Well, we didn't play golf, but we went to the driving range and. It's always playing golf. We. we <laughs> We pretended at golf. It's like doctors and practicing. Like if you're <laughs> swinging a club at golf, whatever you're doing, That's you're fair. playing. <laughs> That's fair. But we did. We went outside and took some very deep breaths. We ate some really good food. Hell yeah. I made some lamb. Mm-hmm. I made uh, deviled eggs. And crack and cheese. I made crack and cheese, the best mac and cheese recipe ever in the I'm- world. Look, I'm going to come clean with you now, and I'll do the same thing when we exchange wedding vows. Okay. That's the only reason I'm going to marry you. Okay, just because of the the max and cracks? Yeah, that's it. I'll put up with everything else for that. <laughs> you know what? Fair. I'll take it. It's really fucking good. Now I got to come up with something like on that level for you. <laughs> yeah, you need to make something that, come up with something that makes me stick around. Yeah. They're like when you're weighing the pros and cons. Like, well... All this bad stuff happens, but mac and cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that is that how you stick around with me? That's, that's every why time you I'm stay considering leaving. <laughs> somebody mentions it, or I just like get reminded. I like pass by the store and see like an ad for mac and cheese. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I can't, can't leave. leave her. <laughs> that's great. I love it. Um, and then I made these lemon poppy seed muffins. Oh, and those are almost as good. Yeah. That's I, like mac and the crack and cheese is number one. And then there's like a couple things that are three and four. And then I think those are going to slide in at fifth place. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised because I made the I made the icing because apparently if you just mix in some form of liquid with half a cup of powdered sugar, you can make icing in any flavor that you can possibly fucking think of. So Any liquid? I mean, I don't know. I haven't tried it other than this liquid, but I'm like, how do I make lavender icing? Because So it's really hard to find lavender-flavored things that aren't like soap, right? <laughs> like I wanted it to be lavender, yeah. but like that consumable right that was the goal yeah lavender always strikes me as a scent not yeah. a flavor yeah. yeah so i was like well fuck i guess i could just like i couldn't find any like lavender oil so that wasn't poisonous to humans if they ingest it so i was like all right well i guess i'll just make some lavender tea and so there's a there's a process of like you can make the tea and then put it with melted butter and then like freeze the butter up again there's a process of doing it with herbs also like you can put herbs in the butter and then you harden the butter back up again and then 
you can use the butter for other things and it's like herbed herbed butter at that point so I was gonna do that with a lavender tea and butter and I bought a lavender tea and I was I was putting it away I realized that we have that mixer that's like lavender and blueberries (laughs) that we bought at the liquor store Mm -hmm. like a couple I put it in my in my alcoholic drinks all the time it's just like a lavender blueberry mix basically that you can like pour in with your alcohol to make it taste like that thing so it's just a flavor shot I was like great cool didn't need to buy anything at all that's my bad so but I put that in there with some some lemon juice and mix it up with so a lot of powdered sugar and boom, mm. icing, mm. and it was mm. fucking great. Fun facts: if you're a if you're a kitchen witch, you can make icing out of literally anything you want. Also, listeners, I don't know if we've talked about this on the air, but lemon, highly underrated flavor, best flavor. Ted does love a lemon. We're gonna have to Google it at some point, like all the all the properties of lemon and why you like it so much. I don't I don't know what it is, but it's <laughs> damn good. Lemon and pineapple, pretty much. The best. And pineapple eats you back, so. That's because I fucking devoured its entire family. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, keep this show on fucking target. Yeah, we're on on a fucking roll tonight. Jesus. All right, so first question that I want to ask you. So you got this new bracelet that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Yep. Have you noticed any effects of said bracelet? Um... Now, I don't remember exactly what those effects are supposed to be. It doesn't matter. So that's the thing about stones. Like, knowing what it does and, like, understanding what it does for you are two completely separate entities. We're going to talk about one of the stones in your bracelet. So I want to know from you if you've noticed anything about your bracelet, and then we'll talk about the stone and see if maybe those things coincide, because I'm curious. So I'm not blaming the bracelet, but I... I'll say it might have an effect. My boss can get a little um, annoying. Okay. And when he is typically annoying, I I get frustrated and then it adds to my stress level. But I think recently, either I've just been more prepared at work because I had a nice winter to prepare for the spring, which is our busy season, or this bracelet has just let me fucking brush him off. And, you know, he says something and I'm like, whatever, dude, and move on and just continue with my work. Maybe it's a combination of the two. Okay. I I definitely like feel more like focused. I'm able to like look at the projects that I have to do and do them instead of like every little thing that pops up getting distracted like a you know, like a squirrel. Okay. Like, maybe that has something to do with it. I mean, in general, meh. That's I I, I feel like the ocean isn't rocking so much, you know. We we're on a nice smooth sailing course now. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, not like yeah. just not con- like just dealing with constant turmoil, but more. Yeah. And, and it's not just work either. Like I feel like everything has starting to mellow out and I, the, the storm of the COVID year is, you know, subsiding. But sure. True. Do you feel like and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you find yourself reaching for it in certain times like do you like i find myself sometimes like reaching for the necklace that i wear or a bracelet to kind of touch it it almost feels like an extra boost maybe that's just me but like do you feel like you like does it have like an addictive feel like no 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 no, like naked without it yeah i guess a little bit yeah i can tell the days that i forget my 
grounding necklace. Like I can, I can feel that those days are different. I don't think I wore it at all today. I don't know if today felt really that much different, but like, of course there's days where like you're having a good day, so it doesn't really matter. But like in my bad moments, I find myself like reaching for one of my stones just to touch it to kind of like a a security blanket kind of a thing sort of it like feels like it activates it a little bit by touching it like or gives me like a little extra boost no i don't i don't feel like i've been without it really since i've been wearing it um i think today's the first full day where i haven't worn it give or take a couple like evenings or something when i get home from work but sure um yeah I, i don't really have enough information to give you a no, that's fine. I was just I'm just curious. At, this is me kind of doing a study on you before we get into it. And what are you're those, studying me? I am. What are, are you those writing three a stones? It's hematite, tiger's eye, and uh, obsidian. Obsidian. Okay. So that was that's what we're going to talk about today is tiger's eye. Woo! So our friend tiger's eye. It is a Mose seven. So pretty fucking hard ass rock. <laughs> I think the last time we talked about it a couple weeks ago, we called it Dragon's Eye, which cracks. Well, me. it yeah. So there's a red version of it. There is the well that's called the Dragon's Eye. I think. I think there's one that's called Eagle's Eye. Like there's there's a couple different one, but right. The one that you're wearing, and I have one as well, is called Tiger's Eye. So it's a seven. It's pretty strong. Good for your solar plexus and your sacral chakra. Okay. It is representative of fire and earth, and it's one of the Capricorn birthstones. So it's found in South Africa and West Australia, two of the main main spots where you'll find it. Okay. okay. It's actually a type of quartz, and it's, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, it's known as, I think it's chatoyant is how you say it. It's either chatoyant or chatoyant or chatoyant. I don't know how you say it. I'm sorry. I probably fucked that up. Um, but it means optically reflective. So like when you look at it and it kind oh, of yeah, changes yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. like your little. Um... Oh, like my selenite? Yeah. I think it's like that. Yeah. I th- I think so. Yeah, don't quote I can... me on that, but I think that's the same. If I get in the sunlight. Oh, yeah. It's good looking bracelet. Yeah. I, I think that's the same. Um, And this is actually due to the intergrowth of quartz crystals. So they grow. So that's that's interesting, right? Because quartz is generally soft, right? Aren't they no, all like three? Quartz, and... quartz is very hard. Oh. I thought they were okay. Never. No, quartz quartz is really hard. Mm. I bet people use quartz for countertops. Uh, so it's pretty hard. Okay. You can use like quartz, marble, or granite as countertops. Okay, so f- this stone, from what I researched, works with fear, anxiety. Um, harmony and balance, um, taking action, decision making, protection, meditation, and mental clarity. Uh, the stamina to persist and raise self confidence. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, I also read things like willpower. Um, it was referred to as the stone of the warrior spirit. Um, self-motivation, fortune, success, optimism. It allows your scattered thoughts and emotions um, and information to come together in a way that makes sense. Okay. You're rattling off like about 40% of that. I could I could say, yeah, I feel yeah. different in my normal life. And then while wearing that stone, that I could 
I could say that, yeah, sure. That Okay. Those have all improved. Okay. That one specifically over the rest of them. Gathering the information and yeah, being like able I to don't have sort like sort through it. Yeah, like it's not a whirlwind of notes flying around the office anymore. It's just a neatly organized pile of papers, but like ten of them. Okay. Okay. Good for recognizing your own needs in relation to the needs of others. We should probably post a picture of it. You talked about your tattoo before being kind of bringing in everyone's around you their feelings their emotions and like filtering them Mm -hmm. um so this stone is good for separating okay what around me like which of these emotions is mine what belongs to me and what belongs to other people Right. So, like, when everybody's throwing all their Legos in the same pile, you can recognize which ones are yours. And Right. You're standing in a group of people and everyone has a different emotion. You can tell, okay, that's not mine. This is mine. Oh, right. Well, like, when I'm hanging out with everybody and somebody's stressed out, and by the end of, you know, the next day, I'm like, Ugh, you know, I got that extra little weight. I can be like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's that's residual shit from fucking... Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like you can say, oh, that doesn't belong to me. Yeah. Um, So it is really good for empaths. I also said last week that amethyst was good for empaths Mm -hmm. um, because it sort of creates a bubble. But this one allows you to kind of, like I said, sift through shit and be like, okay, that doesn't fucking belong to me. Like, um, which is hard for people who are empaths. So... Um, should stabilize your mood swings, and it may help you not be so critical of yourself. Well, the first one I've never, uh, those don't exist for me. I don't get mood swings. You don't have um, any moods, so. <laughs> no, I have, I have three <laughs> moods. I have, three moods. I have this mood that I'm usually always in. <laughs> Standard. Um, I have, I have fucking pissed. And that one never really comes around. I've I've rarely seen fucking pissed. And then I have sleeping. <laughs> okay. All right. So we won't we won't ask you about mood swings. Yeah. Um, but it may help you not to be so critical of yourself, not so hard which, on yourself. Which is my character flaw. You definitely are very hard on yourself. It should treat the eyes and the throat and the reproductive organs. Um, it will help release toxins from your body, will alleviate pain, and can help you repair broken bones. can also speed up a slow metabolism. Well, it needs to get to work. <laughs> Same, right? I feel this that. This fucking COVID belly. I have one, too, and uh, it needs to work harder. You'll see me next week. I'm just wearing, like, 300 pounds of fucking tiger's <laughs> eye. I mean, if you carried around 300 pounds of tiger's eye, it would probably do yeah, some probably slim work. right up. <laughs> you need one of those fucking 300 pound amethysts I talked yeah. about last week. What is, is it? Rock Lee and his fucking ankle bracelets? Yeah. <laughs> nothing but yeah. <laughs> nothing but tiger's eye. Fucking nothing but tiger's eye. Hey, you know what? He was very balanced. So maybe it was tiger's he eye. He was skinny as fuck, too. Yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was tiger's eye. <laughs> so anything else that you want to say that you've noticed about tiger's eye? Um, You know, my I've been wearing it for about a month now, maybe a little longer than that. Um, I Maybe I'll go a week without it and be like, oh, oh, God. You know, to have my withdrawal symptoms and be like, I need it. <laughs> and, then, and maybe I could give you more information cool. then. All right, well, keep us updated if you ever like 
misplace it or something. Not that I'm wishing that on you. That's a that's a bad yeah. Omen. I'll I'm probably sorry. forget it and go to work one day and then come home just flipping the fuck out. And a plant. It's time for the plant. Plant, 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 plant. Um, chamomile is the plant that I chose. I've heard of this one. <laughs> Good. It's I'm been glad. in a lot of teas. Chamomile is a is a tea. Um, it's a horrible name for a stripper. <laughs> um. So chamomile, um, is used or was used in ancient Egypt, Greece, and Rome. It's still used today. Really popular during the Middle Ages, um, and was used for asthma and colic and fevers. <laughs> I like how you say colic like that happens to humans. Colic absolutely happens to humans. Does it? Yeah, usually babies. Oh, okay. Um, well, like humans can throw up, so I don't. That is spoken like a true for- farm boy. And- yeah. <laughs> Surprise, I was on a farm for a while and dealt with a lot of colicking horses. I love it. Inflammation and nervous complaints, which I can only assume <laughs> means anxiety. It deals with nervous complaints. That's what it says. Uh, and nervous complaints, which I, I hope... That means anxiety. There's, so there's a chamomile hotline, and every right. Karen on earth is just right. dialing this motherfucker. Every- I'm just so upset. I'm a- any nervous complaint. Do you think like okay? So for a while, a nervous complaint was uh that you know how they treated um uh essentially bitchiness in women was like. <laughs> Like they created vibrators yeah. because of that. So <laughs> here, shove this up there. Call me when you're done. <laughs> Listen, if that was still a treatment, sign me up. <laughs> I always say when a grouchy bitch is grouchy, she just needs a good dickin'. I always feel better after a good dickin'. <laughs> <laughs> we are completely off the fucking rails tonight. I swear. Uh, yeah, this is this is bad. most of this episode is probably hopefully getting. <laughs> Deleted. We're gonna see how this goes. I'm so sorry. We've had too much to drink today. Well, That's we problem. we really need some feedback on this one. If you don't want any of that kind of crap, let us know. We're uh, but uh, you know what? If, if you, you enjoy it, I guess um, you like we need to fucking we... get a little pumped before every episode. If you like when we talk about fucking dick and <laughs> literally fucking masturbating and everything else, that's great. We're, we're all adults here. Right? <laughs> I, I hope. hope. <laughs> Um, you can think of it as the European counterpart to ginseng. Oh. Um, it's in the same family as sunflowers and daisies. All right. Which is my favorite flowers. Chamomile uh, represents water and the sun connected to success and wisdom. Also things like money, sleep, love, purification, peace. Um, if you want to burn it, um, like as an incense, um, it's good for calming, meditation, and for sleep. Um, a lot of people will drink chamomile tea. Yeah, sleepy time tea. For sleep, yeah. Um, also really good for when you're sick, just like a cold or yeah, not feeling it's good. Yeah, got, it's got this great sensation to like your throat, things like yeah. that. If it's really, like, honestly, chamomile tea is like the only tea I'd really actually go out of my way to. All right. Otherwise, just put it in the house. Yeah. Good old uh, regular brown and green tea is fine for me. Brown brown tea. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right. They're all the same to me. <laughs> you can uh, sprinkle it around your home to remove negative energy or curses. That's, a, that's how I get rid of you? <laughs> no, I cannot be banished. You invited me here. Damn it. <laughs> um, if you make a chamomile infusion and wash your hands with it before gambling, it will attract abundance. <laughs> Wait, what? Mm-hmm. That's, hmm. what, that's what I read. You can also carry it in a purse or a wallet to attract money. If you want to bathe in it, that will attract love to you. And if you make a, um, a, again, an infusion, then you can wipe your thresholds to keep the negative energy out. Remember, thresholds are windows and doors. So any mm-hmm. any entrance to the outside of your house. Yes. Spirits don't care if there's a door handle. That's right. Oh, I was just making that up. It's true. Okay. You nailed it. <laughs> um, chamomile has calcium, magnesium, potassium, and vitamin A. Based on a 2,000 calorie diet. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, good for anti-anxiety. Um, it's also antibacterial, antifungal, antihistamine. So really good for... Um, can help stabilize your blood sugar. Helps with your digestion. Um, If you were to put it in um, like a salve uh, for cuts, skin disorders, um, it's good for allergies, it's good for IBS, um, for peptic ulcers, good for stress, um, good for endometrial cancer, insomnia, good for PMS. But if you're allergic to ragweed, you should not use it. And you should be cautious if you're on blood thinners, um, or drugs that cause drowsiness, be really careful when using chamomile because it will mess with those things. And also remember, just because it's a plant doesn't mean that it is healthy for you. Not when I say like it's unhealthy, but if you're taking other medication or you take other supplements, things, you know, work in weird ways with other things in your body. So like, just like people say, hey, don't like take pain medication with alcohol. Like there's a reason for that, right? It it, it does weird things with mm-hmm. com- the chemicals in your body. That goes for plants also. So if you are, you know, taking some sort of a supplement, be careful when taking, you know, if you decide, oh, I'm going to make this blend, this tea blend, maybe drink a little bit of it. And see how it affects you before you start just, you know, fucking taking it straight to the dome. Yeah, that's the underscript with everything in the show, right? Right. Try it for yourself. See how it works. If it doesn't work out, don't blame us. (laughs) Well, it's just, it's plants, right? So it shouldn't, like, cause me any side effects. I mean, I think I literally said that earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a rock. It doesn't have side effects. But if you're ingesting plants into your body, they may have adverse effects. You may be allergic. You may have something else in your bloodstream that doesn't like the tea that you just drank yeah. and might affect you in a different way. So just be careful whenever you're taking things. And again, if you have a ragweed allergy, stay away from chamomile. Cool? Cool. 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 All right. So I see a lot of posts from experienced witches about things to be careful of. So I kind of wanted to compile all of that and kind of put it in 
one space for okay, you. So be careful of goblins. <laughs> sure. Uh, gnolls. Uh, right. Uh, especially werenolls. Gotta look out for werenolls. Yeah. Werenolls are the worst. <laughs> but I've seen a lot of posts from experience, which is on Reddit, on Facebook, the groups that I'm in, um, and hard truths for new witches. And I kind of just wanted to compile them um, and put them all together so that they're in one space. Um we are kind of at the spot now where I'm going to start getting into some more technical stuff, kind of breaking down some more difficult things that we do in our practices, um, maybe getting a little more advanced. So like these are all things that you're learning as like you're progressing right. into the area? Yeah, exactly. There's a thought process of getting too big for your britches, right? Like... When, oh yeah, there's there's is this like the false confidence stuff that we gotta sort of like so you know when you're learning a new skill and you go from being like have no fucking idea what you're doing to like you start getting kind of good at it and yep. then you think you can fly, right? Yeah. As like a kid, like you get really good at like your tricycle, you take your training wheels off and think that you can just yep. fucking motor. So this is my, again, compilation of like things that I've read from other experienced witches that I just wanted to compile together. This is not necessarily something that I've experienced yet, but it's a lot of things that I've learned to be really aware of. Mm -hmm. be, be, be looking out for. Yeah, keep, keep your head up. Right. And so maybe if you haven't stumbled across these same things, I like haven't. I want, not you. <laughs> we do this every week. I'm not talking to you. Maybe you as a listener um, have a, have, haven't run across these things. Maybe I can catch you with it. And maybe I can protect you. That's all I want to do here is keep an eye out for you. Um, it's spring. Sort of on a, a theme here. If you're a green witch and green as in new, not necessarily green as in that's your practice. You're a green witch, but green, you're green, green as in a greenhorn. Uh, you know, a novice, a beginner. Remember, you know, before you jump into more advanced stuff, you know, remember Mr. Miyagi had uh, Daniel's son. Paint you know, the fence. Paint the fence, sand the floor. It was to make him stronger, right? And to get his body used to moving in those motions. Muscle memory. Sort of like that. Yeah, muscle memory. Exactly. So some things that you need to focus on before you start getting into spell work. Hey. Like, <laughs> like actually casting spells, some things that you should focus on before you move into casting your first spell. Cleansing and grounding. So we've talked about cleansing before. We haven't talked about grounding, but we'll definitely talk about it. I have, I learned, I was taught a really, really great grounding method um, mm -hmm. from- No TV for a week? What do you no. mean? No. Grounding is- <laughs> Well, we've talked about stones that ground you yeah. before. Cleansing and grounding. We already talked about cleansing so that you learn how to cleanse yourself. Um, and that also that you learn how to ground before you do any kind of spell work. It's like, don't, isn't there something about grounding where you have to, like, before you work with electricity, you have to, like, make sure you're grounded? And have you done, like, you haven't done a whole lot of electrical work, well, have you? No, the thing about electricity is if you complete a circuit, which means connecting to the ground then it'll travel through you or your body can just loop through the other side so gotta be careful about what ends you're touching but sort of yeah okay 
I mean, I guess there's there's probably so many different theories about this. Um, but for me personally, um, I connect to the earth and pull my energy from there. And then I also, um, there's a part of the grounding techniques that I've done where any excess energy that I have left over, I release back into the earth and let the earth distribute it as she will. Okay. I'm 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 lost in the woods here. We might need to do an episode where we're talking about grounding. We're definitely going to talk about grounding. Before you cast a spell, before you cast any spell, before you hex anybody, before you Don't do that. curse or you can do whatever you want. Um before you do any of these, like before you start working into more advanced stuff, you need to practice cleansing, you need to practice grounding before you move forward. It's kind of like Again, crawling before you walk. Mm -hmm. Before you're doing hexing or blessing or whatever you're doing, um, try to remember that there are things out there that do not give two shits if you're new at this. Um, things that will come into your life and fuck you up. Not all deities are nice. Not everything that talks to you wishes you well. Um, and if a spell goes wrong... You need to be able to cleanse yourself and your space afterwards. I don't say this to scare you off. I don't say this to say, don't do this. Um, I just want to pop that little, little bubble that I had when I first started out where I was just like, yay, magic is all like, I'm practicing white magic, so it can't hurt me. It can. It can hurt you if you're not careful. Just, be just because you're not practicing a black or dark magic doesn't necessarily mean that like things out there in existence can't come fuck with you. So is it like monkey's paw kind of shit? I think so. Okay. So like, but it, it's anything, right? Like two nights ago when I did my um, Ostara ritual, lots of the Ostara entities and spirits are fae right like they're connected to like the fae and as we know from like stories of the fae they can be kind of mischievous right they can be like sneaky and you know like pan and loki loki and, and like you know they can be they like to play tricks on you right, right. like so pranksters some pranksters are fun and they're here to have a good time and they just want like it's like you know some like one of your best friends playing a like harmless prank on you but there are other people like other things out there that might play some nasty pranks on you so you want to be careful and anytime you're like displacing energy or moving energy around again whether that be for a spell or a curse or like just because you have good intentions doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go well. You wouldn't do something without learning the safety precautions, right? Like, before you start a new job, they make you sit through the fucking, like, safety bullshit, right? You have to sit through the fucking safety videos, and yeah. you have to wear your hard hat and, like, yeah, all that other week. shit. Right. <laughs> right. You have to sit through all the dumb shit before, like, you get into the fun shit, right? Yeah. So you need to learn how to ground. You need to learn how to cleanse. I said the same thing. I was like, I'm only practicing white magic. I'm not cursing anybody. I'm not hexing anybody. So I don't need to do this. You're wrong. Learn how to ground, learn how to cleanse. And again, we're going to talk about grounding. At some point, we've already talked about cleansing. 
just be cautious, be careful. Same thing with protection and safety. If you are Googling how to ward off negative energy or a spell to protect your home from physical threats, you're not ready to be casting or hexing um, or cursing or any of that. You need to do your research on how to protect yourself and your home and those around you and in your home when you're working. And I also mean fucking fire safety. (laughs) Yeah. As a person who's almost lit my house on fire or my apartment on fire several times, also be aware of your fire safety. Bowls are good. Fire extinguishers are better. Right. As well as like stones that you shouldn't put into water that you're drinking. Like people put crystals and stuff into their water. Remember that there's a whole list of stones that will break down in water and then you will be ingesting them. And that's a bad thing. Just like we talked earlier about chamomile. Mm -hmm. If you're allergic to fucking ragweed, you shouldn't be putting that into your body. So do your research before you start ingesting things. Please, for the love of God, never, ever, ever ingest essential oils. They do not belong inside your body. That it's not, you can put them on your skin. And also, if you have pets, fucking cats, anything can kill them. There's so much, there's the list of things that can kill your cat. Honestly, so fucking long. Honestly, wordless. It's so long. Every time I buy a new plant, I'm like, will this kill my cat? It's a fucking thing. So Google it. Look it. (laughs) The answer's probably. (laughs) Probably. And there are so many plants that can actually kill you or make you really sick if you ingest them. So just because you can burn them as incense doesn't mean that we literally just talked about this earlier. I made that fucking lavender icing. I didn't just fucking go out and buy lavender essential oil and put it in the fucking icing because, oh, lavender is supposed to be good for you. Yep, it's good on your skin. It's good in the air to burn. Doesn't mean that's good if you swallow it. That's not the same thing. So be careful. I mean, essential oils is a bit of a misnomer. Like, (laughs) how essential are they? They're kind of like a, eh, if you need them. (laughs) Are they? Are they essential? Kind of a maybe oil. I love it. And also, like, if you're taking medication, think about every time you go to your doctor, they ask you, like, what medications are you taking? If you go to the fucking eye doctor, they'll be like, are you on any prescribed medications? Like, they ask you those questions. Right. That's the same if you decide to add anything else into your life, right? Yeah. I mean, mixing and matching never really works out. Like, I remember those days in college where I'd be like, let's just dump everything in there and then (laughs) shit the next day. Hope for the best. But I've learned to stick to one alcohol per night. (laughs) Sure, sure. Just do your research. Just all I ask is that you please, for the love of God, Google some shit first. Another thing before you start spell work is working on your meditation. So I used to think that like meditation was like, you have to clear your mind. Right, You have to sit there with just a completely blank mind. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's not true. Nope. That's not how meditation works. But you need to work on your meditation skills because that's where a huge part of spellcasting is meditation and vis- visualization and manifestation. So you have to be able to picture it, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't see it, then you can't cast the spell. So yeah. you have to work on your meditation and your visualization and your manifestation. 
Yeah. And with meditation, the the key phrase that everyone confuses is clear your mind. It doesn't say empty. It says clear. Right. Um, So you're sweeping it out. Yeah. Not, it doesn't mean it's, you're, you're not moving everything out of the room. Yeah. You're just sweeping some shit out of the, like Mm -hmm. you're you're dusting. (laughs) Not. You're taking the recycle bin and then you're right clicking and saying delete. That's, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really good, that's a really good way to put it. But it's something that you need to practice before you start spell casting. If you're not good at meditation, you need to start there before you start casting. Um, Working on controlling your breath getting into the right headspace to work. Um, before I do anything, I like the start of every spell I've ever cast was breathing and meditation. Mm-hmm. So work on that. Practice those yeah. things. You, you don't go shopping hungry. Exactly. Do not go to the grocery store. You don't go spell casting angry. That's right. That's right. Um, study. Honestly, like start studying. Read books get online, Google, do your studying. Yeah. yeah I, it's like, this is, we're going to go back to D&D again, but witches are, like your power comes from your knowledge. That's where your power comes from. Right. Yeah, the gist of this is don't wing it. Don't wing it. Because witches have been winging it for hundreds of thousands of years and they write down the good results and they're like hey you know what really fuck shit up don't don't do this and right. they write that down too they totally. they wung it <laughs> they wung it <laughs> you're right. right they you wung it you just you take the results that they have it's called science you know practice produce a result write down practice and produce hypothesis yeah, yeah blah blah blah, blah. Things, yeah. like witchcraft is science totally but it's metaphysical. I, one of the wishes that I learned from, she says that magic is just science we don't have results on yet. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, so some things you might study is what is magic? How does it work? Um, study energy. Study ethics. Study- <laughs> You should study that anyways. That's probably true. Um, study visualization. Um, if you are working with deities- I said this in the last episode. If you're ever going to decide that you're going to start to work with any sort of deity, god, goddess, figurehead, whatever it is that it is, like that you're starting to work with, you need to do your fucking research. Because if you piss off somebody like, I don't know, Loki, for example, you'd think that Persephone, the goddess of spring, would be someone really nice and kind and sweet, right? You'd be fucking wrong Mm -hmm. because she was hardcore as fuck and she was way more brutal than Hades, way worse than he was. Mm -hmm. She was a fucking bad bitch and she did not put up with shit. So before you start working with a deity, you need to do your research on that deity, uh, extensive research on how to not piss them off. Right. So just some tips there. And also, like, I see this all the time. Guys, not everything has a meaning. Not everything that fucking occurs to you in your life is a mystic sign or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes bad shit just happens. It doesn't mean you're cursed. It doesn't mean that somebody put a fucking, like, hex on you or something. Honestly, sometimes good shit happens. 
everything that occurs in your life isn't a fucking sign. It doesn't have to be. And remember that magic can do really amazing things for you, but it isn't a fucking solution for everything in your life. It's not a fucking fix-all that's just going to suddenly make all your problems disappear and replace things like medicine and fucking therapy and just plain old communication with the other person that you may be having an issue with. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. (laughs) That's right. Rule number one, candle holders. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean- Don't rely on it. Right. It's not- Didn't we talk about this like the first episode- that if there was a fucking magical cure for COVID, don't you think that COVID would be over oh, yeah. already? Yeah, the government would have figured out how to harness this. Right. And there'd be the uh, MBI, Magical Bureau of you know Superpower bullshit, <laughs> right. whatever. But I mean, honestly, therapy. Sometimes yeah. you, need, you need to go to a fucking therapist and work out your fucking shit. Sometimes that's what you need. You don't yeah. need a magic spell for everything. And honestly, talk, talk to your friends. Sometimes you don't fucking need a spell. Like I see this all the time about love spells. You again, you do whatever you want. I'm not here to tell you how to practice. But if you are going to cast a love spell, think about if you really want to force somebody to love you. Do you really want to live the rest of your life not knowing for sure if that person is with you because they love you or because you cast a spell? I don't. I wouldn't want that. So before you cast a love spell, maybe think, maybe you need to work on loving yourself. Maybe you need to work on bringing someone to you that loves you for you. Maybe you don't need to convince that person to love you. I saw something from an advanced witch who said something about, you know, if you cast a love spell when you're in a really a place of like neediness and like desperation, you're going to bring love to you that is full of neediness and desperation. Do you want a love like that? Do you want a love that's just desperate and needy and like or or do you want to wait for a love that works out and that's perfect for you? So maybe think about that before we start like bringing things to us that and be careful. Be careful what you wish for. Like, right? That's that is an <laughs> that is yeah. a tried and true practice that that works 100% of the time. Like be careful. <clears throat> be careful what you wish for. Um a few more things when you're getting started, um as you're starting you're like, "Hey, I'm not a new witch anymore. I want to start working on some more advanced mm-hmm. things." You you you've gone past the Amazon starter right. kit. You're not a started package anymore. And now you're like starting to select your your specific tools. Practice things like tea magic. Maybe you hate tea. That's totally fine. Some people hate it, but there is a real skill that comes into setting your intentions into something every single morning. So for me. Every morning I make my tea and I set my intentions for the day into that cup of tea. What do I want out of this day? And it's different every single day. Sometimes it's the same, but normally it it changes depending on what I want out of this day. Maybe I want to focus. Maybe I want to just be happy. Maybe I want to relax. 
And remember that stirring clockwise is to bring it to you, and stirring counterclockwise is banishing. Okay. So again, stirring clockwise is to bring it to you, counterclockwise is banishing. I want to take these notes so that I can like leave this in my Duncan order. <laughs> right, you... right. Can you please stir it clockwise? Or just think about think about stress. <laughs> stir counterclockwise. Right. Can you please? I'll focus pick it up in this. about ten minutes. <laughs> but I mean, if you get your fucking Duncan order, and you decide you want to stir it, you can start your fucking intentions into it before you start drinking it. That'll work too. Yeah, they give me the straw and the little 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 paper thing. Yeah, totally yeah. fucking fine. Mix it in there. Pretend, you know, that, and that, that's, that's all magic is, right? Is intention. So if you sit there and you stir it with your straw, it works just as well. You can do it as many times as you want. Maybe you have a special number that works for you. Do that. But again, clockwise to bring it to you, counterclockwise to banish. Also work on bath magic. We're working on, we're practicing setting intention. That's all spells are. So we're doing little, little practices to practice for big, right? You're, you're practicing with those training wheels before you get into bigger and badder spells. So bath magic. Practice with blending different herbs or stones or essential oils into your bath. Practice for setting those intentions. Practice visualization. Baths are a nice, safe place to do that. You're comfortable. You're you know, cozy, you, it's private, right? You're doing it. That's the best part. That's the best part. And then we're going to talk about sigils because I haven't worked a whole lot of, a lot with sigils myself, but sigils are another really, really good thing to practice. Sigils are, this might be incorrect, but sigils I think are more of like chaos magic. It's less like involved Sigils are something where you just like put it out there. It's more broad and you kind of let it go and and see what happens. Um, we're going to talk. I'm going to do a whole episode about sigils. It's really fascinating, but it's another really good thing to practice is sigils. And for the love of shit, do your <laughs> nope. fucking shadow work. <laughs> what? The first time I read shadow work, I was like, shadow work sounds scary. I was like, that's black magic. I don't want to do that. Shadow work is dangerous. Oh, no. Stay away from that. It's not. Is this where you like sit in with a more experienced witch and just watch her do it? Is no. Is that shadowing? But that's really funny, and I love that you brought that up. Um, shadow work is actually something that therapists work on with people. Um, shadow work is something that has been studied by psychiatrists, psychologists for years, but we use it as witches because it is very important when you're working on manifestation and things like that. It's basically self-directed therapy. You are confronting those really shitty parts of yourself, maybe the parts that you ignore or suppress. Maybe you didn't even know they were there. Maybe they exist and you didn't even know about them. But you're working towards embracing every single part of you, even the not-so-pretty parts, um, and in analytical uh, psychology, your shadow is defined as either um, an unconscious part um, of your personality, that aspect of your personality that your conscious ego doesn't identify as itself, or um, the entirety of the unconscious, so anything that you're not fully conscious of. 
It's everything that you can't see in yourself. Um, we can go into shadow work in another episode, but if you're, if you want to work on your shadow work, there are a ton of prompts out there. If you go on Reddit, you can just search for shadow work. There are tons of witches out there that are um, doing prompts for shadow work. You can even fucking Pinterest it. Like, yeah, this this sounds incredibly difficult for anybody. Yeah, it it is. It it absolutely is. But it is so imperative. Like, I personally am guilty of like not doing my shadow work. You have to fucking work on yourself. I'm getting homework, aren't I? No. <laughs> I I I need to work on my own homework before I start assigning it to you. Um, but do it. Like there's books and books and books on this shit. Um, but shadow work is important for anyone, even not if you're not a witch. Shadow work is again something that like psychiatrists assign to their patients. It is something that yeah, this we is, all need to this work. This is normal on. people stuff. Yes. hundred percent normal people. We're normal. <laughs> also I know it's really, really exciting to be on a new path and you just want to immerse yourself. Um, but a few things that I just really want you to remember, there are plenty of people out there that are looking to manipulate you. There are so many stories of mentors who were predators. Anyone who is in a position of power over you should not be seeking a sexual relationship with you and should not be seeking your money. If they really wanted to mentor you, neither of those things should exist. That's called manipulation. That's not okay. So be careful of that. If you, you know, had a, built a relationship with someone and you're no longer under their tutelage and you want to enter that kind of relationship with them, that's fine. But if they require you to fuck them while they teach you, they're just taking advantage of you. And that's not, that's not healthy. So we we want to stay away from those kind of a things. I mean, guys, the world is a fucking shitty place. And I'm sorry that if I'm the one who has to break it to you, like, I'm sure you all know this already, but people are manipulative and people are shitty. So be careful. So be really careful before you sign your fucking life away or anything. You can find a mentor that isn't going to fucking have their hand out or their dick out or their vagina yeah. out. I mean, it can be all types. So I feel like magic is just out there and you don't need somebody to find no, it. No, you absolutely do not. And if anyone says like, I can like do this like crazy magical thing and you're just like, oh my gosh, like there's no way. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, Just like any religion or practice or belief system just because you subscribe to it doesn't mean everyone in your life has to. I read this story um, on Reddit from a guy whose girlfriend had recently gotten into this wonderful world of witchery that we are in. Um, it wasn't me, was it? No. And he was kind of a giant dick to her about it, and he definitely wasn't supportive of her at all. Um, he, you know, made some comments about like, just waiting until this phase was over. Like, he was definitely treating her like his teenage daughter who was just, like, going through a phase or mm -hmm. whatever. He was tolerating it at best and acting like he was supportive, but she also made some errors. If you are living with other people and those people aren't cool with you burning incense at all hours, don't do that. 
don't force other people to drink herbal teas or take tonics that they don't want to take or like absolutely under no fucking circumstances should you cleanse another person without their consent. Consent is still a fucking thing. Back to respect. Like, come on. Right. This girl literally like he walked in the door her boyfriend walked in the door and she was like, I feel bad energy on you. And she like sprayed him down with some fucking shit without asking him. Consent is important, guys. Like, I can't say it any different than that. If somebody comes to you and asks you for your help, you can give them your advice. Or, you know, if you say just read something maybe or you just learned something that you feel like could really help your friend or your significant other, you can suggest that to them. But they are allowed to decline. They are allowed yeah. to say no. I, I, I would say you should probably also disclose your inexperience with it if it's something you haven't done yet. Totally. Absolutely. Like, again, this is a suggestion. They yeah. don't have to do these things. People are allowed to say no. And you have to be okay with that. Just like nobody likes those people who fucking stand out in public and tell everybody they're going to hell. Nobody wants to be force cleansed. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to be just like fucking have sage smoke blown all over them like nobody wants that shit all right? right unless they ask for it unless they give their consent for it right consent is a big fucking deal or like participate in things that they don't believe in please be courteous to the people's the people in your house like talk to them about things that maybe incense gives them headaches or early morning rituals disturb their sleep like yeah. There are other options. Like if burning incense, like there are plenty of people who have like COPD and cannot have any sort of scent in the air because it's really bad for their lungs. There are so many other options that don't require you burning things. Like find a better option that works for that works to keep everyone in your house in harmony. Like they have to live there too. It's not just you. Yeah. Um I mean, this this goes for most things. Humans are equipped with a gag reflex. If you force it on them, it's coming back. Right. Just, like, don't be a fucking dick. If, if you tell somebody that you're a witch and they're like, you're not a fucking witch, you are. You're absolutely a witch. <laughs> That's you not a person you want to talk to about you this don't fucking You don't have to, like, explain yourself to people. You don't have to be like, yes, I am a witch, <laughs> like, whatever. But don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. Like, don't fucking, like, be, like, leaving rocks in people's fucking shoes and, like, trying to cast shit on them or, like, force them to drink shit. Like, all of these things that we're talking about, consent. Ask for their consent. If they want your help, they will say yes. If they don't, mind your business. Mm -hmm. Stay in your lane. And last but not least, guard your energy. Fucking energy vampires are a real thing. If you are an empath, you already knew this. You didn't need me to tell you this, but there are people that exist in the world that will suck your energy. There are many, many ways to protect yourself. We've talked about several ways. Um, I think it was eucalyptus is a really good barrier for that. Amethyst is a really good barrier. Condoms. There <laughs> Condoms are a great barrier. <laughs> there are great barriers out there. Um, that can be used in with stones and spell bags and all those things. Protect yourselves. I guess my wrap up is protect yourselves from 
energy vampires and creepy people and also don't be a dick and also wear do your and wear a mask. <laughs> but do your like if you're if you're looking for a place to start, work on yourself and and do your fucking shadow work and practice. Practice, practice, practice. And I hope that like I didn't scare anybody. That was not my intention. I just No, no. This is this is very third date material. Like we've gotten through like all right, you're fun. This is the best parts. This is kind of the rigmarole. And now it's like, okay, here's the baggage. Right. I see these posts all the time from these women who are more experienced. And I wanted to just kind of compile them and put them out there for you um, so that you're aware before you start getting into some of the heavier shit, which is what we're going to start doing the next couple of weeks when I'm going to start like getting a little more involved. Yeah, I don't think anything is so clean-cut fun. I think there's always going to be, look, this is the hard part. This is the shitty part. This is the not-so-fun part of everything, right? Totally. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not all sunshine not all sunshine and rainbows. So. Unless you're that kind of a witch. Then. I mean, even being that kind of a witch, there's some bad shit out there, so... Dirt worms. I just don't want anyone to get taken advantage of or slip into shit that they weren't prepared for. So take care of yourselves, and I love you, and I'm sending you lots of good vibes. That's it, then? We're done? That's it. That's We're all done. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.